Welcome to Kane's 5 Under 5, the top five most important news stories in cybersecurity for April 2023. Let's go. Our first story is ChatGPT, which everyone's suddenly an expert in, including lawyers. And because irony exists, I had ChatGPT propose solutions for the top three risks identified in the article. Risk number one, confidentiality risks. Generative AI may expose sensitive information to external parties. ChatGPT's solution? Limit input of confidential data into AI tools and use opt-out options if available. Risk number two, intellectual property risks. AI-generated outputs may infringe on third-party IP rights. Solution? Carefully review outputs for potential IP issues before using them. Risk number three, compliance risks. AI tools might not meet regulatory requirements for monitoring and retention. Solution, cross-referencing with privacy and anti-discrimination regulations, ensure compliance with relevant data protection laws, and avoid biased input data to mitigate discriminatory outcomes. Not bad, ChatGPT. Our second story is also about ChatGPT, specifically about how CISOs should prepare to talk to other senior executives about mitigating the risks of generative AI. Like literally every other new technology that comes along, it comes back to fundamental governance and the associated policies. An interesting question raised in the article is about supply chain matters and whether or not suppliers or vendors should be required to disclose if they're using AI for processing data or transactions. The good news here is that we've already have existing risk management frameworks we can apply to this problem space, and we've used this pattern before to address new risks from new technologies. Our third story is about the new national cybersecurity strategy. There's a very interesting discussion in the strategy about preventing vendors from using a EULA to shift responsibility of breaches to their customers and some discussion of market regulation in the future. The concepts of reasonable cybersecurity and safe cyber safe harbors come up also again. And in this case, companies can look to the NIST secure software development framework for guidance. In general, this is a good thing is there's a power imbalance between the people who are making the software and the people buying it and because most people don't read the 15-page legalese EULA anyway. My prediction is that it'll be like when auto manufacturers were first required to follow regulations to build safer vehicles. After all, software development companies are better positioned to help build secure software and provide configuration guidance. Our fourth story is about how companies are or actually aren't adding cyber experts to their boards. There was a report that showed that only 14% of the new board appointments at Fortune 500 companies had a background in cybersecurity in 2022. This is despite the proposed rules changes from the SEC that companies disclose via their 10K if they have someone on their board with expertise in the cybers. And because that's about new appointments only, it's partial data, at Hyperproof, we did a survey of companies and found that 80% of them already had someone on the board with cybersecurity expertise in 2022. Longer term, it's going to be very interesting to see how companies that don't have cybersecurity expertise on their board will be treated by institutional investors who may use that disclosure as part of a larger risk assessment. But we shouldn't confuse expertise with an executive commitment. Just because a company has a CISO and an expert on their board, if the CISO is reporting to the CIO because, 
I don't know, computers? That doesn't really help to move the needle and reduce the risk of both breaches and future regulation about organizational reporting structures. Finally, our fifth story examines how credit rating agencies are looking at incorporating cyber risk into companies' credit ratings. Depending on how this goes, it's going to affect a company's cost of capital. I'd predict that companies that have a CISO that reports to the CEO or the board, combined with a board member with cybersecurity expertise, is going to have a positive effect on a company's credit rating. However, credit rating agencies also cover municipalities, which according to the Verizon DBIR for 2022 had 2,792 incidents and about a fifth of those had confirmed data disclosure. This may mean that those cities and municipalities that don't have a CISO and that suffer a breach may have a harder time raising money via bonds, which could mean that poor municipal cybersecurity may also result in more potholes. That's all for this month. Please like and subscribe for the latest monthly news story and drop your thoughts in the comments below. Thanks for watching.